Today's episode. Can you think of any other experience you've had where there's been two kind of burly chaps looking quite aggressive, but the whole thing is tempered with ballet shoes? I feel like I would know if there was a tall librarian character in Doctor Who, and I didn't. It was like a process of disempowerment, the whole thing. It was just like, so who's controlling the ship? Because can't possibly be Tegan, because she's rubbish as shit. Hello, and welcome to World Enough and Time. I'm Andy. And I'm Alex. How are you? Hey Al, how you doing? Amazingly. Good stuff. Just rosy and full of joy and smiles. Okay. <laughs> um, slightly tired because uh, we had four, four very excited children last night. Ten-year-old boys having a sleepover at the house. Um, for John's birthday, for he is 11 today. Yay! I know. Well done for ageing. Yes, very well he in did very aging. well. But they're, yes. all, they're all playing Fortnite next door very loudly. So if you hear screams occasionally, it's because they've had a Fortnite win. And that's important. Okay. But um, It is. Marisa and I had to navigate the, um, the 10-year-old brain last night as four boys tried to get to sleep in the same room despite the fact that it was an impossible task. Because it's far more exciting yeah. to talk about who's farted or whether they actually... It was so sweet. They were actually at an age where they were like... One of them was like, oh, I think I want to go home and see my mum. <laughs> it was really cute. Aww. So it that was, is cute. Yeah, and like they were feeling like sick and I'm not surprised the amount of pizza they ate. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but they were just a really cute first sleepover sort of age. Um yeah. Wow. But it was cute for the first half an hour, then an hour and a half at two thirty in the morning was starting to get a bit tiring. That yeah. they, that they wouldn't just <laughs> shut the F up. So yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not good on those. I'm absolutely fine with sleepovers when they stay awake as long as they're at a distance that I can't hear it. I <laughs> yes. just do not care. Just don't ruin my sleep. Yes. So Ooh. yes. So I just had a tour around your new house with um, your daughter, which is lovely. Yes. Lucky you. I know. Yes. 
tis a home. Yeah. And you probably saw some... Actually, yeah, you can't escape and see Doctor Who shit everywhere, but it's the same Doctor Who shit that was in the last house, so yes. not too exciting. But she, she made pains to show me them, though, which was really sweet. Oh, yes. flower Although she did show me the fire alarm for quite a long time as well, so I know who to call. <laughs> I know who to call if there's a fire in your house. So yeah. I noted the number down. <laughs> oh, what a poppet. She obviously sees that as a similar import to the Doctor Who stuff. Yeah. So good. It's actually probably more useful in certain circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Perhaps not for you, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, what should we start with, Alex? What do we start with, Alex? Well, was there a Hall of Fame? Did we care? Oh, yes. Now, this is something I should mention. Because we have the, because we have the Hall of Fame, but we also, we never talk about the Hall of Fame after the fact, do we? <laughs> well, let's talk about the Hall of Fame, shall we? Okay, let's do that. So I think the last one we yes. talked about was so long ago. I don't know, but um, did we mention that Professor? It's probably me getting furious about Alpha Centauri. Yes, at some point. I think that's as much as I can remember. So then Professor yes. Rumford won, which was of course that was a given for Stones of Blood. Well uh, done, her. Marcus the Rani, which we had. Um, the winner was the Rani. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. What were the options? Well, in my best Geordie accent, um, I don't really remember. I just remember I was concentrating on the accent. But what was really weird was there was a, there was a vote for Lord Ravensworth. So I think that means someone's mentally ill. <laughs> no, <laughs> it depends who the others were. Lord Ravensworth deserved something, if Luke was in the mix, at least. Yeah, there was Luke. Uh, there was George. Was there, I don't think I even gave George Stevens an option because he was just annoying me too Good. much. Yeah, I don't Good. remember, to be quite honest. And in homage to our Mark of the Rani episode, I did just make a stotty. Wow. As only Northern English people uh, would understand. Northeastern England, perhaps. Was it a Northern stotty? <laughs> just a, it was a gen, generally Northern. <laughs> a, ge- a generic Northern stotty. Yeah. <laughs> Good work. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I did do well. In terms of where we are chronologically and temporally, everyone will have now listened to Day of the Daleks, our, our podcast on that, but currently it's on my computer, half edited. <laughs> Yeah, but let, let's not worry. It'll be done. No, You're well, on it. It's going to be first of the month every month. Well, I don't know about first fail. of the month. I don't know about first of the month. Early. First early. of the month. Oh, my Christ. That's, that's quite... People, people are hanging on. They're just sat there, last day of the month, thinking, it's all right, I can cope with this month because I yeah. know tomorrow the next episode from Wilderness Pod will be out there sorting my life out. So yeah. don't it, let people it, down. But isn't just it lovely it. that you even think of anyone listening to the podcast? Isn't that just a... I know! <laughs> it's a little bit mental that anyone listens to our meanderings. Yeah. But yes, wise people, yeah. wise. We should just say hello to um, to Simon Exton and to... Yes, thank you for saying nice things. And to World of Jeff. We love you as well. World of Jeff. Thank you so oh. much. Yes. The fact that you listen to us is beyond wonderful. Yeah. Thank you very much. It is. And anyone else who's mentioned us whose names are not about my person at the moment. That almost became yeah, the, that almost also, became the, like, <laughs> I just I feel like I'm losing out with you around the archives mates. They're your mates, I'm feeling like. 
Yeah, that's it's that's true. They don't, they don't even they don't even like you. <laughs> I get that. I'm feeling it. No, I like that they've really jumped on board the Jan Francis Nine train. That has yeah. been amazing. Yeah. How is that going? How is has Chibbers um taken the note on board and are there plans? Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a Jan Francis Nine arc in the new series. I've had confirmed privately by email. Amazing. So, Good. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. He Good. said it, it may even rival the arc of whether Gallifrey came back, you know, in in back in the day. So So Well, yeah. really, you know, puh, nobody really cares. Jan Francis Nine, everyone's edge of their seats. So, but yeah, you know what? I, I haven't checked. I haven't checked whether it's on Wikipedia still. I'm amazed if it is. Given, mm. I should check that. Not now, though. That's true. Because now, not now. It's time for a quiz. <gasps> I am gonna ace this. Well, you good. Might, you might not. <laughs> no, I will. I ace quizzes. It's uh, my thing. Right? Are you listening to the rules of the quiz? Yes. Okay. So, how many third and fourth Doctor companions are there? This isn't the quiz. This is just a quick question. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. <coughs> right. There are so there are eleven companions of the third and fourth Doctor, in my estimation. Right. Good. Yeah, like it. But we don't count. I don't count the Brigadier. Is that wrong? This is a whole no, other question. I agree. Good. No, I agree. Or Benton or Yates. Definitely not, even. Just so. regular, la, regular, la, la, la. regular cast members, not <coughs> companions. That's it's a definite distinction. Good. So there are 11 that joined Good. John and Tom over the years. Yes. 1970 yes. to 1981. Gosh, this is incredibly involved. I'm already scared. Yes, carry on. So of those 11... Ten of those eleven uh-huh. companions will be answers to the questions that I have set in this quiz. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so one Good. of one of them will not be represented. Right? Is that just because you don't like them, or couldn't think of anything about it's them? It's because I didn't have a quote from them as part of the mix. <sighs> I will read because you because they're mute. No. Good. No. <laughs> I will read you a quote. From a Doctor Who episode, and you have to tell me which of those eleven companions said the quote. This is honestly, before we get started, this is amazing. Okay, good. This this is what life's about. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> okay. So, number one, are you ready? Now I don't. Now a question: Should I try to do them as they did them, or should I say them straight, as if without any sort of, without any sort of accent or? Or... I feel like if I give you the answer that I want, you'll go the other way because you are quite cruel. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I am that person. If some if someone says lyrics to a song, I'm absolutely stumped unless they do it in the same sing songy way. I just the words themselves will not do anything for me. Okay, so I will try. I'll try to do them like them, bearing Thank in mind bearing in mind I can't act. And sometimes I We're might not. All very great. And sometimes I might not be aware of how they said it. Okay. Good. That's even better. Okay. So number one, are you ready for the acting yeah. to begin as yeah. well? Yes. Okay. Number one. Father, where are you? <laughs> okay. So we've already discounted all of the jumping. Ah. Oh! Well, it's got to be Nissa. Yay! 
Nisser of Trachan. Well done. That's, Get in. That's one point Good. in the bag. Well done. Yes. Yes. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to make a note of these just so I can look back in the middle of the night and go, yeah, you got that right. But also, so you can look back now so you don't say them again, even. Yes, and that. Yeah. <laughs> and that. <laughs> Number two. Yes, judging by the specific density of the ground here. Oh. Well, it's... Oh, oh, oh. Are we saying one and two are different? We are. Okay, good. So, when I hear you say that, I imagine a bit of a sandaled toe. So I'm thinking it has to be... Mary Tam's version. Yay! Well done! Yes! Yes! <laughs> Good work so far. I know. Yes, me. Now this one, I don't remember how to do the accent, so it's going to be interesting. Are you ready? Good. Okay, number three. Hey, I could always sell flowers, couldn't I? You know, lovely fresh violets, gov, if I ever get back to Piccadilly. Oh, that's Sarah, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, yes. Brain of Morbius. What is that in? Brain of Morbius. Oh. oh, when she's still blind. Yes. She's remarkable in coping with that. She, I would be losing she my is. losing my shit. <laughs> she's just like, let's have a joke about it. You, no. You just want to hug her more, don't you? you she's do. all very, oh, she's gorgeous. Yes, yes. Okay. Good. Full house so far. I've, I've just oh, completely... you found my thing. I've completely jinxed you now, haven't I? <laughs> Number four. It just shows you don't listen to a word I say, doesn't it? Now, yes, here we are. New eruptions in the Thera group of islands, somewhere off Greece. Well, I don't recognise the line at all, but... From the way you said it, and the way it was quite annoying to the point I was thinking, I'm already annoyed with you. <laughs> it feels like it could be Joe. Correct. It was yeah, Joe. Yes, see? Never fails to piss you off. Good. <laughs> In the time monster. Yes. Oh. Okay. I do want to do that one at some point. Not just Didn't to upset you. Didn't we do that at some point and then not do it? Yes, off edit though. We didn't have it as part of oh, it. Off edit, sweetie. Let's yeah, let's skim over that one. Never happened. No. Got it. Okay. I think we're on number um five. Five. I've got it. I've I'm, oh, I'm right, following right. this. I'm oh, writing okay. notes. Good. I honestly, I'm there. Wondered. Listen, that ship was deliberately disguised as a police box. I just want to know who you are and where I am. Well, again, not recognising the line, but it just seems like the kind of whining she would do. Are, are we with the old little joyful cat of heaven? Is it Tegan Javanka, Janet Fielding? It is Tegan Javanka, Janet Fielding! Yes! <laughs> this is amazing. You're doing very well. I'm... In heaven right now. Well, I'm really See, people think I've seen Doctor Who before. <laughs> I feel like people are now like, now. what? <laughs> He's seen this stuff and knows some shit. 
Um, and also, I deliberately chose quotes that weren't very well known, which is making it better, I think. Anyway. I think so. Okay. Loving. Yes. Okay. Next one. Shush! You can stay here, but you mustn't make another sound. Do you understand? Oh. Okay, you see, you brought me there. You took me to that moment. Did I? That's... You did. That's Leela to move a pool, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes, it is. Well done. God! Yes! <laughs> are, are you impressed with my knowledge of his first name? Because I certainly am. Yes. That's how much you transported me. I yes. Am. Right, Ooh. next one. Now, this one's hard, I think. I shouldn't have said that, but it is. Right. Oh, shit. <clears throat> and I am not used to being assaulted by a collection of hairy, grubby little men. Oh, hairy, grubby little men. Hairy, grubby little men. Right, we might need to go through a process of <laughs> Could take some time. Um, right, so we've still got a bit of romps left. Um, we've got we've got Liz left. Um. Is it? I can't imagine. It's a lass. It, uh, it's a lad. It doesn't sound a very chappish thing to say. Um, one more time, please, with feeling. <laughs> and I'm not used to being assaulted by a collection of hairy, grubby little men. Well, I've got no idea what it's from. I'm going to go with Romana, the other one. Correct. Yay! In What's it from? It's from Creature from the Pit. It's when she's with the sort of like Monty Python guys, the the grubby guys who steal all the loot. Oh, and she, yeah. And she makes them strange. and she makes them yeah. all sit down. Yes, and she takes okay. control. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yes, you did get it. Yes. <coughs> so there are th God. there are three more. Okay. Yes. Number eight. I do not yep. know. I do not know. Prognostication impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I don't know if I would have considered K9 a companion, but K9. Yes. Yay. Well I was thinking, because I've only got three more written down, so I was like, who's the other one? Good, good. I'm loving how you are so women first. <laughs> the fact that there's only... Two male companions you could have chosen and you've not chosen any of them yet. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but that's weird because I actually, I've gone, I've zoomed from the top of my document up because I started with, with them. Um... <gasps> <laughs> that's literally an accident of how I found quotes. So you must not read anything in that thereof. <laughs> but now I kind of know that number 10 is going to be something that I've, would have assumed, I guess, that it's a chap. But uh, yes, carry on, carry on. Okay. Or is it? Or is it? Number nine. <laughs> You'll be as right as nine pence in a minute. We're going to get you some brandy, all right? Oh, you see, it sounds like it must be Harry, but I can also imagine Liz being uh, quite no. stiff upper lipish. Um... But yeah, it's got to be Harry. He's got to be a brandy chap. It is Harry. Are you gonna get? Yay! Are you gonna get a full house number ten? I think 
Oh my goodness. Imagine. Imagine. Okay. Number 10. Imagining. Yeah. I'm imagining yeah. it so hard. <laughs> Good. Oh, all sorts of things. Time energy will be displaced. Energy will overflow. Overload the control element. Okay, well, again, no clue of the actual specifics, but I just, I didn't get an overwhelming compulsion to punch you. So I'm thinking it can't have been Adric. Say it one more time. One more time. I don't want to get this wrong. I will cry if I get this wrong. And you would have ruined the day. Oh, all sorts of things. Time energy will be displaced. Energy will overflow. Overload the control element. Um, it's got to be Liz. It's got to be. Uh... <laughs> Is it Adric? It's Adric. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. everything. Adric... I didn't want to punch you. Uh, Adric, I and, Adric and Keeper That's of Traken. It's when Nissa's and him yeah. are, are fiddling with the sauce and she said, what will happen if we do this? And he says it like that. Oh, all sorts of things. Time and energy will be displaced. Energy will overflow, overload the control element. And Melka? The source will consume itself and whoever controls it. But let's all just, again, take that moment. Nine out of ten. Okay, not a full house, but nine out of ten. It's very, if we very can good. to every planet or planet and <laughs> every <laughs> other scenario where you've taunted me, this is amazing. It is. People need to just... Really consider how amazing I am. Just for, you know, a couple of minutes. Think, you know, let's just think, take a bit of silence. Maybe here. a couple of minutes is too long. Maybe a few seconds. But, um, yes. <laughs> but I feel like we've all dwelt for a good, <laughs> a good wee while. If you don't feel like you've had long enough to pause and consider my victory there, just pause the actual podcast. Oh, just wait a wee while. That's something they can think do, about isn't it? Me. Yeah. Well, they could. Mm. You yeah. don't have to... Carry on listening straight away. You know, we're all very impressed. I get it. I mean, they may, but, um, they, may yeah. they may be sitting there smug because they got them all right. You know, they all they may be playing along at home. <sighs> yeah, no one's really quite as switched on as me when it comes to Doctor Who, let's be honest. <laughs> you can't be assuming this level of skill from everyone. It just, it doesn't come that easily. If you, did, if you did get them all right, please tweet us to let us know. Thank you. <laughs> all right but don't lord it over me please could the odd person tell me they got eight out of ten just so i can feel a tiny bit better indeed okay hark what doth i hear oh my goodness i've almost forgotten she existed how dare a winged beast of the sky fluttereth down yeah oh. I know. Sounding like a bin truck, apparently, which sounds amazing. <laughs> really? Is that what you've got that in? Okay. No! No, that's what the Round the Archives guy said. <laughs> oh, yes, I know! So they, they heard a bin truck that sounded like the Kelly I was well impressed. I know. But anyway, yes. I love, I love that people are thinking of a fictional, not, not fictional crow, in their everyday life now. Yeah, a, <laughs> yes. A very real, yet rubbish crow. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's call it what it actually yeah. is. Yes, tell us, Kaliak, that I cannot see but believe is right next to Andy and very excited to hear the news forthwith. F forsooth, she had it. And why we're doing oh. Shakespeare suddenly. But forsooth, <laughs> suddenly, very Shakespearean. 
Um, forsooth, she doth have a scroll in her beak, F. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And Is it something that happened last week? No, I, I, I would describe it. I would describe it as a judgment more than anything else. Do you know what she's written? Not what she's written, what's written on it. I don't think she can write. Yeah. Um, oh, she can. She does it with her beak. Okay. She dips it in ink. Okay. Not know. It says, you don't even know how to spell my name. <laughs> oh shit! What, yeah. What's she referring yeah, I to? I think she's got you there. What's she referring to? Well, <laughs> not everyone can be as skilled as I am at uh, writing things in Gaelic. Really, it's just a natural skill that I've got. It's just you know something I was born with. Okay, that's nice. But yes, I think both she and I noticed something written about. A particularly wonderful podcast yeah. that mentioned the joyful Kaliak, and the eye was woefully misplaced, unfortunately. <laughs> I can understand how upset she was. This is why she's so harumphy and grumpy this morning. See, she's oh. Oh, sorry, Kaliak. So it's I before double L, except after J, or something like that. <laughs> that's 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 exactly the Gaelic it. rule. That's the rule. Fits every time. Yeah, that's it. That must be useful for you in Gaelic emergencies that you can... You can... Oh, honestly, the amount of times that saved me, you would not believe. <laughs> I bet. Honestly. What? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, she's she's already fluttering. She's already going. Okay. I, I will try to spell oh, better oh. next time. Okay, I, I feel like she brought our attention to something worth talking about. Everyone loves a spelling conversation. It was better than something that happened last week. I feel like she's moving on. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Kalia. Thank you, Kalia. Right. She's long gone. She's already... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. So, that undeniable synthy sound that's, that's creeping along now and rising in volume as I speak suggests that it must be time for our story de jour which is what what is it Alex you tell us what it is it is the classic that is Castro (laughs) amazing the first Peter Davison the start of a whole new era of very little plot, but lots of running through forests. <laughs> it's a whole new oh. world. Yes, so. <laughs> t- so, Castrovalva. The final part mm-hmm. of... I was going to say the final part of a three-part trilogy, but that's what a trilogy is, naturally, is three parts. <laughs> yes, that. So it started good. with Keeper of Troc and went on with Legopolis and Castrovalva was the, the end of the trilogy. And it, oh, it, I didn't realise Yes, that. and each one introduced a new character, didn't did it not? So we had... Didn't it, though? Nyssa and Keeper did of Troc and Tegan in Legopolis yes. and... The Doctor in Castrovalva. Oh, oh yes. yes. Thinking, thinking. I know. Yes. So, um, so many new people. Yes, too many, some might say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. And why is Adric still there? <laughs> Couldn't they have taken this opportunity? <gasps> yes. So <gasps> this was originally entitled The Visitor. Yes, I've done my research. 
And oh, yes. what a terrible name. I know, well, that's that's what Christopher H. Bidmead said. I don't think he came up with it. But um, but having said that, I thought Castrovalva was a terrible name back in 1982, and I remember being really judgmental about it. I'm like... Why? I was like, well, what does this even mean? I was just irritated, because it, it's just a made-up name. And I was equally irritated with um, Logopolis and with Kinder at the time. Now... No, I know. Oh, yeah, they're, yes, they're brilliant. Exactly. But what was wrong with At the you? time, I was like. So you just didn't like new things as a teenager, was that it? Nothing new. I wasn't, to I wasn't a teenager. I was only nine or ten. So, yeah. Were you really yeah, pop kids? I know. But it surprises me because I think they're really good titles now. But I remember being quite yeah. sort of like thinking. I remember flicking through Doctor Who monthly, as was my want. And thinking, oh, don't do your clever titles. I was really sort of <laughs> kind of like, I don't like your... You were so up yourself. I was, you? I must I have been. <laughs> I would have been much more behind The Visitor, which is just... Yeah, you <laughs> were. Exactly. Which is, yeah. Which is I could see you marching on that oh, one. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Bring back the sensible name. <laughs> exactly. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. <laughs> Oh, I've forgotten now what you used to call the, um, oh, what was the Reign of Terror one that you got wrong? I love that one. What was that? It was an episode title that you just, in your childish ways, had just completely mispronounced. It was brilliant. What was it? What, Prisoners? We talked about it. Prisoners of Conciergerie? No? Yeah, Conciergerie. Conciergerie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Love you. I bet you were really angry about that one at the time as well. Well, that's just <laughs> like... Because you're gay. Stupid, stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like any name I didn't understand I was angry at. That's a weird... <laughs> just call it the bloody prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, a bit of a bit of more bit of more trivia, if you do not mind. Of course, Castrovalva oh. was filmed fourth, or went into production fourth, that series. Um partly because of scheduling issues, but also because I think it was an excuse they made up later that they wanted Peter Davison to have a, feel his way into the part before Castrofalva came around, so he felt more established before he did his first story. Uh, I do think that's a good idea. He probably needed longer to do his impressions of other doctors, but yes, I don't think there's any amount of time <laughs> that would have helped prepares that. someone for that. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because at the time, I remember being like, oh my God, he's doing the other doctors, and I was really excited. So this 10-year-old didn't mind that, actually, at the time. No. God, odd, isn't it? How could we appeal to both mental ass, who you were when you were 10, who hates new things, um, and likes everyone to do just hark back to the past, plus appeal to who you are now, who likes a bit of a weird ass name and realizes that taking the piss out and impersonating a doctor is never going to work. Yeah, it's, it's it's a tricky one. It's very tricky, and that's the universal problem of Doctor Who. <laughs> um, so yes, <laughs> yes, ma'am. So. I want you to start on Castrovalve. I know we kind of already started, but what are your thoughts? Did you enjoy watching it again? What are my thoughts? Less than I had imagined. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, um, I, it's it's one I say I've, I've revisited possibly more than quite a few of the others. Uh, there's something about 
the coziness of the in my head even though like I know that it was all like a made up thing that the master just made happen in my head Castrovalva does exist and there is a lovely calm place that people go to um, and it's for that reason when I imagine it in my mind's eye without actually watching it I think oh that'll be nice and cozy it'll be like you know sitting in front of the fire with a glass of punch like it just feels warm and snuggly to think about but the reality of it was really a little bit less exciting than that and it was yeah like if you tell if you talk to me about the edge of destruction oh yeah you're just gonna have a whole load of wank happening in the TARDIS I'll be like please don't make me watch that <laughs> and that's really what so much of this was it's just lots of wandering around it's like Hansel and Gretel around a TARDIS yeah. it's mental I know uh, that's the story it's most like for me is Edge of Destruction it really is like the first two episodes mm. are just bizarrely intent on just staying in the TARDIS and even then when they yes. don't stay in the TARDIS they're doing really boring wandering around a wood really boring for the longest like, time. <laughs> I do, I have actually renamed episode two, The Nature Train. <laughs> because that's all that happens in that. It is mental. Well, I would have... Like, they really... Oh, I would have named it, I would have named it in the notes, the episode to cut. Episode two. Yeah. <laughs> but you, as we well know, yeah. love a bit of a wander in the forest. You can forgive a tree with arms in a forest because you're just excited by the forestness. So you must have been well offended by how all this was. Now that's the thing you see, I think back in the day, I think if they had the TARDIS arriving in a wood and people wandering around, I was probably happy because the visit, yeah. the visitation was one of my favorite stories <gasps> that, that exactly. year, that year, definitely. And Do you think that possibly was one of, it's one of the like directors said, look, I know what works. I know these kids, they're just, love a bit of forest walk like this this is what rocks their boats let's let's make this the season of forest walks and we're yes. into a winner i don't know it's an interesting conjecture because i think there might be something in that but um certainly it doesn't feel like a christopher h bidmead script in episode two when they're wandering around we're like oh we can't get in this way it feels like oh what the hell was that like what's Walk up the sorry, was that yeah, it was episode two. Let's walk up the bouldery things because we're being slightly more independent and less feeble than we've been shown to be for a chunk of time, and then just halfway up go, Oh no, we're only women. <laughs> Let's go back and find the doctor. That's the only thing we can do. Even though nothing bad has just happened to us, there is no reason for us to turn back. We just lost faith in ourselves. What on earth? I know. That was mental. Very weird and wrong. And they have... the whole thing was sexist ball. And, that, and that's terrible as well, even more so, because the director was a woman. Finally, we have a female, <gasps> female director, Fiona Cumming, and she lets that happen. <sighs> it's not appropriate. Oh. Not right. It, there was just, there was so much opportunity. I mean, like, they did drive the plot because it really was just Nissa and Tegan, but, but they drove the plot by being feeble. It's like, oh... Oh, well, we just, even though the doctor's on the verge of death, let's just wake him up one more time. We just need him to tell us what to do because we're only women. And oh my fucking Christ, will you please just grow a backbone? You can do this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> annoying. Having said that, yes. what I want to, I do want to say about Tegan in this episode was I thought I found Tegan less irritating than I usually do. 
And she hasn't got into, yeah. into full wine mode here at all. She's just like, how can we sort no. this out? I need to help. Yeah, that's true. But something... And yeah, Karen. she comes up with a classic line of, oh, rabbits. Yes. Just the best line. <laughs> it's, it's a good line. It's a good line. It is. <laughs> it's fantastic. These mechanisms are too complex. We just can't fly the TARDIS without the Doctor's help. We don't get it. Anything could have happened to him and Adric. And the TARDIS will just fly on and on until it crashes into something. Crash? Is that likely? Inevitable. The star densities in this galaxy vary inversely oh, with the square... Rabbits! Tegan, I don't know what's happening to the Doctor. None of us understands it, but I do know that panicking is no use. Right. I just love the fact that despite everything that's happened to her, including the death of her aunt, that she somehow is, is okay with everything that's happened, even though it's been utterly bonkers ever since yeah. she stepped into the TARDIS. The fact that she can cope with all of that and still not be a nutcase is just amazing to, the, to this point. forgotten. What's my plot line? <laughs> backstory, like, backstory. Gone. And do you know when she's lying down, she has a sleep. You see her in a, a sort of Castrovelvan nightdress and Nissa lets Ooh. her sleep. And I'm thinking, my God, she deserved that sleep. That's what was my thoughts. I'm like, oh my God, since you got up that morning, you've been to Legopolis, you've been, you've been driving ambulances, you've been climbing you've a hill. You've never taken those court shoes off the whole time. You must be in agony. It's time you had to yeah. lie down. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that was a well-deserved sleep. And I was also thinking, because Nissa doesn't have a sleep, that's why she collapses at the end of Fort of Doomsday. Too much going on. Too much going yeah. on. <laughs> Just needs a nap. Yes. Yeah, if she yes. had a nap instead of bothering around by the window, I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think we're probably in agreement that episode two could have been cut outright. <laughs> yeah. Or they just or, added more of a treasure hunt element to it. And, yeah. you know, just admitted we are just going to have a wander through the forest. Bit of a, can you find a yellow flower? Can you find a pebble shaped like a heart? You know, just make it more interesting. But yes, yeah. aside from that, no use. Yeah. I mean, what I'd like to have seen is more Castrovalvan world building stuff earlier in episode two. Because... Castrovalva is adorable. Like, yes. it is. It's a nicely set little place. It does have a real warmth to it that just works. And I feel like someone from the set design or costume design world had a real moment of crimson. They decided crimson was their colour du jour and there was just hints of crimson throughout that just looked amazing. It really was stunning. And then it was just topped off with purple hues wherever you look. It was just, it was so nice. Sorry, um, so, so I think we should probably get into Dress for Success, shall we? <laughs> Please, can we? Please. Yes, yes. I've got more notes than ever. Right. Yes. We are arrived. Dressed for success. We have arrived. I'm gonna get dressed for success. Shaping me up for the big time, baby. Get dressed for success. Yeah. Go, go, go. <gasps> okay, well, Nissa's tool skirt, like, utterly stunning, isn't it? It's just. Obviously, that's still the hangover from Legopolis, but it's just. It's just such the thing of joy. It's the thing that makes like kiddies fairy dresses, but it's a grown woman wearing it with velour. It's fantastic. And as a kid, that was just the most amazing thing that someone would be wearing that in all of those wonderful and weird colors. Fabulous. 
very happy that happened. But so what yes. do you make of the change to trousers then? Well, upsetting, clearly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is signature Nissa, and I always did love that little puffy velour tracksuit thing. It was it was working for everyone. There's there's never a moment where we're not thinking she's she's rocking it. We love her little, I say little, massive metal plate in the back of her head. Looks <laughs> like she's trying to attract signals from somewhere. But really, she she knows how to look cool, like yeah. doesn't she? I but loved d- everything. But don't you think it's, it's an, don't you think it's unfortunate that like she changes trousers? She thinks to do that, mm. but she doesn't. They don't change shoes, you know. Yeah, and they <laughs> they know exactly what they're about to embark on. They've. They've had a look. They know the direction. They yeah. know the terrain. No, nah, let's not bother. And, oh, I do love that line. What does she say? Oh. Oh, she's just... Oh, yeah. There's a whole room full of clothes if you want. <laughs> and then I, I've written... I've paraphrased her. Please fucking get changed, you dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of your outfit. Will you get changed? <laughs> You're not going to be doing any air hostessing anytime soon. Change, for Christ's sake. I know, it does, it does beg a belief when, when she, there's proof that she knows there's a room full of costumes. Why would you therefore yes. carry on? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Not at all, yeah. And obviously, as we know from previous information, she just loves a Preston. That's the reason <laughs> she's doing it. She's feeling the Preston comfort. Okay. But there was an, another bit of Dress for Success that I had absolutely eluded me all previous times of watching and I just, I cannot actually believe I missed it every single time. <gasps> the coloured ballet shoes on all the men. I oh. know! Wasn't it amazing? Oh, they were stunning. Like, I want that selection of ballet shoes. Like, yes, okay, the master in his perfectly white ballet shoes was just to die for, but all of them had a variety of beautifully coloured ones, like even like the extras. There was a I guy know. with this kind of baby blue little satin ones. And, I know, and it was amazing, wasn't it? Shardavan, as he's like... Oh, I love Shardavan. ...jumping on the chandelier love... with his black know, ballet shoes. Oh, hug them all. I know, Adorable they're amazing. Pictures. I particularly love Michael Sheard in all the pink. <laughs> he's completely in this big pink foof of a dress. Oh, and he so, still carries uh, it off. He does. But I, I did think a lot of the time he looked a little bit like he was recovering from plastic surgery. Like he just, yes. like, bits of his face were kind of squished and contorted in a way. I know. Okay, the facelift has gone well. Just try not to move your face. Don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So apparently yes. the, um, at least the washerwomen characters were based on Dutch peasants with the cowled sort of headdress around them. Um, ah, okay. Yes. But with very ballerina-ish little yeah. skirts that I don't think the Dutch really wore, but okay. No. But it was very sort of like contemporary theatre. It's when like they they decide, oh, we're going to do Hamlet, but we're going to do it in a contemporary style. And then they think contemporary yeah. is kind of these weird sort of costumes. I've seen many yes. plays where they've used this sort of costume arrangement. And it was applying that to Doctor Who was fascinating and beautiful. I loved it. Yes. No, it was. The, just the, the feel they got for Castrovalva was... Definitely in part due to the wondrous costume design. But I know I can't really attribute it to this episode, but yeah, just the Doctor's outfit from Legopolis that we see a bit of was just stunning. Yeah, that's June Hudson's costume, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, just gorgeous. And I guess, and I do love the symbolism of it all kind of being torn apart and pulled and kind of, kind of 
being fragmented to a point that like that doctor's gone like that I think worked really nicely as well it's just like yeah you can't even get a hint of him back you might love him very much as the best ever doctor but he's gone sorry yeah. and it's also the idea that the doctor's unraveling like the wool yes as, yes. The, as the scarf comes apart this actual physical and taking yes. apart of the scarf yes so um we must say props to Adil Dix Moreau yes <gasps> yes we must Yes, friend uh, of the podcast. Not friend yes. of the podcast, but please be our friend, Adil Dix Moreau. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen. Is that? Isn't there not a picture of you screaming Adil Dix Moreau? Was that? Yes, it has been tweeted. Said? It has been tweeted. I haven't I, seen it. Oh, okay. I have to share it with you. Done by um, Martin Holmes. We must. We must say Martin Holmes did that. Um, yes. Um, so now, I hope you've been tracking the career of Adil Dix Moreau. Absolutely, without fail. There's not a day goes by that I'm she's, not just checking in. But well, she, she's for now, everyone else, can you just let me know? Yeah, of course. Just so you know, they know as well. She's kind yeah. of like now an award-winning, like massive film industry costume designer. <gasps> yes. So yes. So she does all of the big films, all of them, all, um, of, them. all of them, all of the above. I can't name any of them, which Good. is why I'm saying all Good. of them. She did. Titanic ed- remains of the day. Both no. Of them, I'm sure. <laughs> She did it was a good an, guess, though. An education, an education, which was a big uh-huh. film, wasn't it? Um, oh, was I can't it? remember now. Like that was the one with her, Sally Sparrow from Doctor Who. I can't remember what it was about. Uh, oh, uh, oh, yes. I do think I saw that. Was that yeah. the dodgy bloke who shouldn't have been having sex with people that he was? No, Maybe <laughs> sounds like a lot of films. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one with the sex, that one. sweetie. The that one with the sex. <laughs> The one with the sex. <laughs> oh, you just now made it clear. Brooklyn was the big film she did. No, it doesn't exist. That's a massive film, Brooklyn was. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the, I know. The Constant will, Gardener. And she's to... just come off Chernobyl. Constant Gardener. Ch- Chernobyl. Fucking, fucking the, hate. The, new... the Constant okay. Gardener. Like, beyond hatred. Like, really? Uh, not, I've not seen it. I read it. And I just thought, John Le Carre, people read that kind of thing. I should do that. Very angry and will never ever again. Utter rubbish. But anyway, carry on. Yeah. So anyway, we must also say. Um, oh no, we can't go on to set design now, can we? Because we're in dress for success. Anything more on dress for success before we we oh, leave gosh, it? You see, I always think I've got so much, and then it comes to it, and you know, I think I've done it. Like, I think I think we're there. Good. Um. Yes. No. All done. Thank you. Yes. I'm gonna get rest for sunsets. Okay. Okay, so I, I, can we move on to set design a bit later on? Because I want to just tread back a little towards episode one. To oh, um, okay. I, I think yeah, one of my problems to be said. One of my problems with episode one, and actually the the title Castrovalva, was because you have no clue why it's called Castrovalva until episode two. Not one. So no. I think that was part of my reason. Was like. I don't know why you've called your story a stupid name because there's no clue whatsoever. There's no link to it. Yeah, there's yeah, not even hinted at it. Is there any yet. other episode where you've got a title for that episode, that story, and you don't know why it's called that? I don't think there is. <laughs> Again, <laughs> love it when you ask me these questions. Well, I think you're fine. <laughs> In season 17. But I don't bloody know. Yes. No. 
But yeah, it could definitely have been almost a bit standalone-y, that whole kind of, oh no, we're going back to the Big Bang. It was quite Edge of Destruction-y in that way. It was just like, yeah, do your thing, do your thing around the TARDIS. Can I just even ask before that, I do not understand why, when the Doctor regenerates, yes, we're right back at the start again, why they're running along. Why are they running along? Who are they running from? Um, I know there are security guards... Yes, but, there's already always security guards. But I don't understand yes. why the threat is so terrible that they must run to the TARDIS immediately with this guy who's half dead. Um, yeah. Why are they so worried that Tegan will actually steal an ambulance? And I don't know. It's like they could get sort of like... They can't even get arrested by them because they're just security guards. They'll just get taken somewhere for a talk and a coffee. Because yeah. that just guy just like, fell from the telescope. Yeah. And... I don't understand why it's such a big drama <clears throat> at the start. Okay. Again, I'm just kind of, I was believing that something had happened within the Legopolis storyline that I'm very able to forget. That <laughs> merited that level of urgency. And I did like that it looked like Adric and Tegan had a bit of a plan together. It's like, oh, sure, yeah, we'll do the thing. We'll do the old try and distract them, steal an ambulance malarkey, you know the one. And the old I just, one I too. Loved, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love the fact that there was a belief from Tegan, and probably Nissa, I don't think she even cared, that Adric could carry that off. Adric could just be like, nah, I'll, I'll run for it. I'll just run away from all of these armed guard types and I'll make it. And you're like, no, you won't, Adric. Just, just don't even try. That is not who you are. That's not who you will ever be. You'll but be caught you, immediately. Don't you think he fights exactly like you think he'd fight? He like yeah. he, he bite he bites one of their hands, doesn't he? He actually <laughs> bites them. And then he actually is like just flailing his legs around as if that would oh, sort of hurt is. them. Oh God. He's it's so not, feeble. It's not yeah. good. I come from somewhere up there. That is the way into East Space. <laughs> to me yeah the thing with the noise that made everyone fall down and what that actually did and at what, that the, point the green and blue special effect moment yeah, yeah. and then Adric- no we don't know what happened oh. it's never explained oh. and it's just weird isn't it and in fact it's so <gasps> weird I wrote down I don't remember this bit at all <laughs> but I think it's quite essential like, yeah. did he deliberately, like, create a situation where Adric gets in? Because yeah. at that point, has he already, he's already got into Adric's head or something? No, that's like... the point at which he nabs him. Um, that's the point at which he kidnaps him. <coughs> but, or Adric but naps him. What? Oh, sorry, carry on. Who nabs who? I'm very confused. No, the point at which the master nabs Adric, yes. Yeah? But yeah. then... He's in the TARDIS as well, is he not? Yes, but he's so a duplicate. He's not real. <gasps> he's a duplicate. So yeah. he never makes it into the TARDIS. No, no, he never makes it in. Did you not? Did you not realise? No, because he's wandering around and chatting and doing things. Yes, but it's is not... that all block computational transfer that still doesn't mean anything to me? 
Yes, it is. Good. I think. But yeah. um yeah. But are you sure? No. Yes, no, I am sure. <laughs> I am sure about that it's not really Adric. It's a projection. Yes. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Only now is this coming to light. The amount oh, okay. of times I've seen this. Christ, because that's the thing that's always got me. It's like, so how did Edric end up there? Because like, he's wandering around, he's playing with knitting wool. Suddenly, he's not on the TARDIS. And I'm like, how did that happen? Got it, got yeah. it, with you. Fine. Well, um, oh, rabbits. For, moments of, of, for a moment of balance, just because I didn't hate all of episode one, what I did like um, was, even though he had the terrible CSO outline around him, uh, when he was levitating the the doctor when he goes through the companions and what their skills are and why they're important to the remainder of the story oh, you're the coordinator yes Cute. tegan's the coordinator oh, and nissa yes. has the technical skills and adric is the navigator yeah. and it's just nice that he gave them all skills and therefore it a is reason actually to be makes there. them all valuable yes yeah yeah one of my girls did actually say so out of all of these is tegan supposed to be the smart one and i'm like Actually, least of all, but she's coming across fairly well compared to the other stupid idiots. <laughs> yes. yes. <sighs> now, can I just talk about some more weirdness, though? Now, just to balance it back. Why, yeah. oh, why are there green Wellington boots next to the oh, Doctor's costume? Yes. yes, and posh ones as well. They're proper hunter wellies. They are, but yes, I don't know they what are. they're doing there. I don't I understand. I think they're saying... I think he pulled the outfit together himself is the what they're kind of hinting at because it wasn't all there of a piece. Like he finds the right. crickety bit in the crickety room and then there's the... the but the crickety the wellies, room... But, isn't the crickety yes. room weird as well? Isn't that weird? I love the crickety room. Oh, did Who you? doesn't need... Yes. Okay. I love that there's rooms of madness always. Okay. Uh, the, the, the feeling that you can stumble upon any room, the TARDIS, is always going to be a source of joy. But... Right. How on earth did Nyssa get the, oh yes, this part of the TARDIS that's obviously not been used for centuries. It's like, how on earth did you get that? There's not a yeah. whiff of dust there. It no. looks perfectly clean, just boxed, sweetie. Yeah. Centuries, quite a yeah. guess there. No. <laughs> I also do like the idea that the zero room is kind of like one of those isolation tanks, you know, which is like sensory deprivation tanks. I thought that was a good idea. Yes. Yes. No, have you ever, have you ever done a, an ISO tank thing? I have. Yes. Oh. Didn't like it. Wasn't for me. <laughs> okay. No, you're supposed to get to that. There's some. There's something that you get when you're asleep. There's certain. What? Oh, is it gamma something? Oh, I don't know what it is. It's supposed to put you in a state of, of absolute relaxation that just didn't happen to me. I don't think the road works outside. With the permanent vibrations, we're doing anything <laughs> to make <laughs> relaxation, to be honest. <coughs> okay, yeah. so we're going back to the first event suddenly. We're going back to event one, the Big Bang. Um, can I Let, ask? Let's look through the TARDIS databank. Can I ask, how do you plot coordinates for the Big Bang? That's my question. Just, you just big zero, enter. <laughs> okay. So yeah. that's what you know. that's what the master got Adric to do. Good. No, well, no, no, I'll tell you what he did. I've actually got the answer here. Okay. So, um, because it's all acronyms, you just go TBB, the Big Bang. Go. Ah! Like, it, <laughs> IF, index file. DS, destination session. <laughs> that's good ATI, to know. all the information. That's 
that's what I want. Oh, that's, what, that's, that's that's how you do it. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, they were way they were way ahead of Apple and um, so Android sensible. then, weren't they? Yeah. I know, like if all yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't add more confusion to turn real words into acronyms for the sake of using them in a computer, like you know, W A A T. Why is Adric a turd? Like it's just <laughs> those kind of things. They help. It couldn't possibly mean anything else. So, yeah, no, I, I can understand how a very, very futuristic, high-tech piece of equipment would come up with that as the way to plan stuff out. So, yeah. yes. Okay, so you've no problems with that, clearly. Good. No. So, I don't know what you think about the hard science of Doctor Who. I mean, that's not hard science, really, but the hard science element of Doctor Who at this point, which Christopher H. Bidmead, the script editor and writer of this story and the Gopolis, was very much brought in. And all the stuff to do with entropy and Logopolis and decay and all the stuff that was through series 18, which was glorious now. But looking at the time, I struggled with it because I was not a hard science kid at all. I was all artsy, fartsy, Englishy, wingishy all the way. I mean, Mm. how do you feel about all that? I don't understand how you could be someone who really got the more scientific side of the world and was a Doctor Who fan. Like, I just, I don't understand how those two fit together. Like, I only believe that we are able to have such a love of Doctor Who because we are so shit at science and that shit will never occur to us. We we can suspend all disbelief and go, oh yeah, do the thingy thingy thing and then we're all fine, great. Like, so, I, I just, yeah, I don't see the need for it. It's always been silly. It's always made no sense. If you really try and look into the facts of it, yeah, you're ruining it for everyone. Just be silly. Yeah, that's interesting. I I think I'm with you on that. It would be interesting to do a poll of all Doctor Who fans to find out what was their favourite school subject, for instance, or, you know, mm. just to find out. But there are science Doctor Who fans, because there's, like, there's even books, The Science of Doctor Who, and they're the sort of books I wouldn't even touch, let alone no. look at. <laughs> They're just not for me. It's like take the joy away. Yes, exactly. But having said that, now I love the hard science elements of season eighteen, particularly. Um, Okay, give me a clue what you're talking about. So Tom Baker's last series. So still, give me more of a clue. (laughs) Hone in on specific words, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, all the stuff in Warriors Gate and Legopolis and. And all of the stuff that need re- more. Um, uh, well, that series is all to do with entropy, and the state of decay is actually the name of one of the stories, and it's all to do with things falling away, and the, the challenge between science and the and history and the past, and it's just it's just completely imbued with all this stuff that's so science, and and he edited the stories in such a way that. That's that real science and all that charged vacuum embointments and and e space stuff. It was kind of bringing hard science to Doctor Who for the very first time. Really? It? Yes. Oh, you see, it just passed me by. It just all sounded silly, willy billy kind of rubbish, because all the rest was like it's just hard science as opposed to talking rubbish. You know, they just all they right. all come across the same if you haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah. So it, yeah. Anyway, no. I've forgotten what my point was, but they, they've got, they're obsessed with the Big Bang during the Peter Davison. Well, I say obsessed. There's another story where the Big Bang is explained in Peter Davison's run. It's like they feel the need to go back to it again, which is odd. Which one's that one? In Terminus, where they have to stop 
Term- Terminus is the Big Bang. When Terminus explodes in the past, it does this time travel thing back to the past and, and is the Big Bang. Oh, so they're not... Um, it's not impossible that you have both. That's really cool. Yes. I like that. Yeah. So they're not saying one's one of us. Oh, we went back there. Oh, we've been there before. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Like it. So is this... Off topic now. Is this the first time we hear the cloister bell? No, that's throughout Legopolis. And I'm not sure whether it's before Legopolis, though. Yeah. I should know yes, that. Yes, no, I'm sorry, I do remember it in Legopolis, but like it's all it's all this story arc mm, area yeah, yeah. where it's all... You mean before then? But then, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, I should know. It makes me a bad Doctor Who fan. But then they, they do use it a lot, don't they, in new Doctor Who? It's like... Oh, it's, yes, it's, it's like signature yeah. TARDIS stuff, yes. isn't it? Now. And I do like it. Cause it's it very does, good. I remember at the time in Legopolis just feeling really like heart sore that the TARDIS was in such a terrible state and I was really worried for it. And so yeah. it's just a really quick and easy way where you can just hear it go, shit, yeah. <laughs> the TARDIS and, is going to die, I'm scared. <coughs> and that's yeah. reminded me of something that I really liked that I wanted to mention as well. And that is the TARDIS actually is a character in this again in the sense that it actually helps the Doctor get well. In that um, yeah. it, the medical kit falls out of the roundel onto his yes, head. Yes, and the, the wheelchair. The wheelchair comes scooting over to him. Oh, wheelchair, give me a clue. What happened? What happened? How do you mean? Like, well, so it fell into the <laughs> river and yes. then they could no longer push it. Did the wheel stop working? What on earth was that about? Well, I think it's because it, it was an electric wheelchair, wasn't it? But Which they is why were it... just pushing it. I know, you don't they need weren't... to. I know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Very confusing. And I was a bit disappointed that that was the moment at which Nissa's iron bonder, as it was known, was was got all gluggy, got water in it, and was, was discarded forever. And I think that in was a, a really, really pointless way. And I think yeah. that was a deliberate thing so that Nissa couldn't have a device to rival the Dr. Sonic screwdriver. Oh, let's make her more feeble because yes. she's far too empowered. Because she yes. uses the Iron Bonder to great effect in Keeper of Traken. And the Doctor has that lovely oh, line about, um, remind me never to fall out with your daughter, he says to Tremas, because she overpowers the cards with the Iron Bonder. Um, oh. Yes. But, um, mm, yeah, they really, there was, it was like a process of disempowerment, the whole thing. It was just like, so who's controlling the ship? Because can't possibly be Tegan, because she's rubbish as shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, there's no point. Does anyone think, oh, she might be all right. You know, maybe she's got a skill for it. It's just like yeah. that. Tegan, not a fucking chance. Oh, sorry. We missed something can dress for success. Oh, what it's was important. it? As she sets out from the TARDIS, she's wearing a nasty shade of white sheer tights. As she comes back to the TARDIS, <laughs> it's a kind of a lilac colour. Not nice. Anyway. Oh, right. Okay. Good not to that know. important, but yeah, upsetting. Yeah. Uh, neither <laughs> was appropriate. Anyway. Um, can I ask how you feel about all the continuity references here? So I think five companions are mentioned that aren't there. Joe, Jamie, okay. Vicky, Canine and Romana. All mentioned. How do you feel about that? This way, come on. Thank heavens. The zero room door, I heard it slam. Doctor, are you all right? Fit as a fiddle, Vicky. But something very peculiar is going on in the TARDIS. The zero room. Have you seen it anywhere? I think the noise came from this direction. Good. I'll follow you. 
I love it. Okay. Always have. I love a bit of just... They didn't do it as much then. Yes. Now they do it all the time and it's just annoying. Yes. But then it was like, oh, oh, them. I remember them. That was a thing. And I'm a fan, so I get it. And yeah. so, yeah, like it, it, it felt special. You knew that there was the odd person watching it who was just like, oh, there's nothing better on. And they they weren't part of that joy. Yeah. Um, but but you were. So, no, at the time, loved it so much. So that really? now when I hear it, just it makes me smile. Absolutely. Yeah. Our hearts but, fair leapt, did they not, <laughs> at the time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, yeah, now I feel it's it's indulgent. And it's also, now I see it as the, as the path towards the end of Peter Davison Doctor Who, where it was just continuity all the time, and Colin Baker, where oh, it was just was continuity it? death, of right. like where it got to its worst point was Attack of the Cybermen with all the Mondas stuff, and you were meant to remember stuff from nineteen sixty six in nineteen eighty six and crap like that. Right. Like... Oh, I guess I now when they do it, they don't seem to do it to a point where if you don't know it, then it will ruin the plot. But I think, I think it's they, just a really, yeah. it's it's almost like a cheap laugh. It's like a cheap yeah. Oh yeah, we've got in with our mates. Like oh yeah, they'll love that. They're the fans. They'll they'll mm. thank us for it. And it's just like it's like getting people on side without the good plot. And well, like, I think actually we all just love a bit of plot. I think it got to a bad point and then they've brought it back so it's not so bad as it was. Like at, at the end of original Who. Yes. Anyway, Honestly, let's all take everything I say with a pinch of salt. <laughs> I'm not thinking about. Any particular story, my memory is appalling. Do not have a clue what particular new Doctor Who I'm talking about. Just winds me up every now and again. Could even be back as far as Christopher Eccleston. It's all new to me. <laughs> right. So, eventually we get to the fact that we're going to go to Castrovalva and we learn out what the meaning of the word is. The dwellings of, yes. of simplicity. Um, yes. So can I just ask, is Castrovalva the planet, or is it just the dwellings of simplicity? Please tell me. It's, it's, it's a good question. Um, well, when they talk about it before they get there, definitely feel like it's a planet. Yeah. When they talk about it when they get there, it's the lovely little house upper, not little house, lovely little town, yeah. upper bit of stones that are far too hard to walk up if you're wearing court shoes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we must briefly talk about um, Escher, Maritz Escher, or Moritz yeah, Escher, who had the nineteen, who did a, a lithograph. He did many lithographs and woodcuts, but his nineteen thirty yes. lithograph was actually of Castrovalva. Um, oh, was it? Oh, yes, that's where the whole thing came from. Of a castle yeah, on a hill, yes, um, yeah. or the town on a hill, because yeah. he had spent a lot of time in Italy. His, his happiest time of his life, the Dutch artist Escher, um, and. But the story and the concept of recursive occlusion and all that related to six different pieces of his work um, that Christopher H. Bidmead were was um, inspired by, including High and Low, House of Stairs, Belvedere, Waterfall, Ascending and Descending, and Relativity. Aren't you pleased I yeah. brought that knowledge? No. Was one of them the fork that doesn't really have three prongs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, yeah, so... Recursive occlusion, yes. that winds me up. Like, oh, is that a thing, or is that just stupid? Like... Rec recursion is a thing, definitely. And that okay. is... Because they give two, two, verbal ex <laughs> two verbal examples of that. Yes, two verbal, yes, ah, yes. 
Yeah. Yes, the index file one is, and that's a real thing. Yes, I found the index. Yeah, found the index. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. But recursive occlusion, which is it folding in on itself, I don't know whether that's a real thing, but it sounds like something that a a scientifically minded schoolboy would have been very happy to talk about in the playground in 1982. Um, yeah, but, and to be honest, at the time, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I loved the fact that all of this stuff was based on Escher pictures, which, again, when you're, like, however old I was when I first saw it, they are fantastic. You're like, why don't all artists do really cool shit like this? They generally just do trees, but this guy does mental shit that could never happen. Like, <laughs> it it was fun. Like, I, I did love that side of it. Now, I'm just like, oh, can't be arsed. Really? But, I, yeah, it does not interest me in the slightest. But uh. it's... Yeah, I mean, obviously some people like it. I, I just think art should be beautiful. I don't think it should have... You, you shouldn't have to work stuff out about why yeah. that couldn't happen there and why that should be around the other way like that. So how, how do you think... Is there. It's like spot the difference. Yeah, I know what you mean. How do you feel that it, um, it was translated in, in the set design um, in the city, in the town? Did you, did you like... I don't... Well, I, yeah, I I thought it was more, it, it was more just clever people walking in from different angles. Yes. I mean, do you mean in terms of a few of the little kind of viaducty kind of yeah, things? Yeah, being, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was nice. I mean, like we all, yeah, inside the Castrovalva area was pretty, and that was lovely, and it, it did. It was definitely Escher reminiscent, and and I think they dealt with it quite nicely. And there was it was lovely that they went through the whole trouble of making a map and showing that it was impossible and tried to go some way to explaining why it was impossible and there it's there and it's there and it's there and it's like oh yeah that shit's mental that, <laughs> it wasn't that <laughs> I love that scene I just want to just concentrate on that scene for a moment where he says it's up here down here around here and along here also <laughs> the pharmacy I love that yeah. oh, it's so good and the, 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 the fact they can all keep hold really well of that we're in it, so we can't see it, but we know that there's an issue with it. Like they, I feel like they all hold on to that really well. It's like I hear what you're saying. I know it's not right, but also um, I'm living this, so I can't possibly actually deal with this problem and help you in yeah. any way. And yeah, that was quite nice. Tell me, Murgrave, what do you see out of the window? Well, sir, the town square, the library, the Portrillo's house. And my own pharmacy. In fine, sir, the dwellings of Castrovalva. And it all makes sense to you. Strange question. Shardavan has asked the same. Shardavan. He too can be a little fevered in his imaginings. This will dispel your fatigue. How do I know you're telling the truth? Because, sir, I maintain I am. And I am a man of my word. A perfect example of recursion, Murgrave. And recursion is exactly what we're up against. And I love that line about, uh, at the end of that bit, where Peter Davison says, um, well, I know that one of us is deluded about geography. <laughs> Which is yeah. just, just yeah. a lovely line. It's very good. It was really cute. Yeah, yeah. So that started, that's Peter Davison starting to get a little bit of a personality with, yeah. with this doctor, which is nice. Yes. Yes. I, he did have a lovely line, which I thought was just so overbaking it, which was talking about the master, calling him the most evil force in the universe. And I'm like, he's just... 
cute chap in white ballet shoes. Like, <laughs> really, like he's not the most evil force in the universe. Although you could just... argue, you could argue he is at this point. If you remember the events of Cupid of Traken and the Gopolis, that's the thing. Because like, ah, uh, he's not nice. He's no. not a nice chap. I'm not giving him that. He's not lovely, and he's not a sweet chap in white ballet shoes. That was me taking the piss. But he is not, you know. Davros, he is not. No, possible. you're right. Because I mean, Legopolis stuff as... happens by accident, all that entropy stuff and all the stuff he does, mm-hmm. and all the planets getting destroyed, like including Charkin, is kind of almost by accident because it gets out of yeah. its control. But it's not evil, evil. Yeah. No, he's always like an angry schoolboy who's just yeah. like, I'm going to get the doctor this time, I bloody hell. Uh, like, it's, it's not like utter, absolute cruelty that is brilliantly expressed by. The Daleks and I don't know some other ones, but like it just it, the master doesn't do that for me. He's mm. just too, he's too cute. He's... <laughs> oh, can I go off completely off topic for something that I realised and it was so funny given our last podcast was on Day of the Daleks when they're sitting around having a meal or something, yeah. and the, yeah. it starts with the do- with the master um, with the doctor saying, "Oh, the Ogrons and the Daleks and that." <laughs> Did you spot that moment where he actually says the Ogrons and the Daleks? And I'm like, they're just obviously telling the Castrovalvan populace about the Day of the Daleks story. Clearly, that's what they're just talking about. <laughs> What's he, sorry, say that again. In which bit and what? During the plot, during the story, yeah. episode three, they they cut yeah. to the Doctor and Tegan and Nyssa with some of the Castrovalvans, and and it starts by saying, yeah. "Oh, the Ogrons and the Daleks and that." Heard yeah, that like they've just been talking oh. about. Yeah, which is really funny oh. seeing the sort of last episode, almost deliberate on our part that we're just following yes. this continuity. They've... Absolutely, that was why it was suggested. Yes, good. Yes. I like your Castrovalva portrait. Very clever of them to have brought me here. I feel we must be a little dull after the habitual excitements you described. Oh, the Ogrons and the Daleks and that. No, no, I think it does us good to be reminded the universe isn't entirely peopled with nasty creatures out for themselves. We know what we're doing. Always, um, yeah. yes. So, what did you make of the little girl, Suska John? <laughs> I did love that, I mean, she was quite cute at first, but I did love the fact that, like, she carried on talking for more than two seconds. He's like, God. Just shut up, you're giving me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, she's very realistic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One. Two. Three, sir. What? Three, sir, is what comes after two. Do you know that's exactly what I thought? And then four, and then five, and then six, and then seven. Stop, please. You're making me dizzy. We'll have to give you a badge for mathematical excellence. Adric. Adric! Uh, I've got a bit of trivia about her, and it's not the trivia everyone listening expects to hear. The trivia they're expecting to hear is that she was actually the niece of Caroline John. Oh. But that's that's not the trivia. The trivia I've got is that she, the, the girl, the actress, was the school friend of my friend Tony Quinton. So, there you go. That uh, is amazing. Who's Tony Quinton? Have I heard of? Him? He was uh, in the Devon Seaside Devils Doctor Who group. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So yeah, there we go. Bloody famous. That is amazing. I know, isn't it good? 
So, Shard Devan, where do you stand on Shard Devan, the librarian? I had forgotten there was a librarian in Doctor Who. Considering I used to be a tall librarian like Shard Devan, you'd think I would be he'd be my character. But he's like <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The even the no. the even the even. I don't look out for marketers. <laughs> Weirdo. But I would. I feel like I would know if there was a tall librarian character in Doctor Who, and I didn't. No, and it's, it's true. And they even have that horrible joke, which they used to say to me that I didn't know was there. Oh, I suppose you're a librarian because oh. you can reach the books on the top shelf, and that's been said to me so many times, and I yes. didn't even realise that it's in a Doctor Who, which I can't believe weird yeah it is it's amazing i feel like you and shardavan like we're like that now spirits if yeah. i thought about it earlier that would have been my password for everything <laughs> <laughs> i know that's all years wasted because i'm not a librarian anymore if i came van by training no. but not in terms of no. what i do yeah that that moment when there's a dot two character that is like a an international trainer. That is it. <laughs> exactly. You sort it again. <laughs> international trainer and consultant, please. <laughs> so close to getting it right. Um, but I, I did like how he deliberately was made to look a bit shifty. I yes. liked that you were sent that was down clever. the valley. It was very it clever. It was kind of, he was, he was the guy you were supposed to, but oh, not happy with him. He's wearing black. He's quite tall, looks a bit grumpy. There's there's stuff going on there. And I, I do love being yeah, being sent a little bit the wrong way. Um so yeah, no, he was he was a good character and I and he did just get cuter and cuter as he explained kind of his misgivings and obviously Yeah. They're old books and they go to the present day. Oh, that's the problem. Like, it's just gorgeous. That's that a lovely is. moment, isn't it? That moment, the moment with the map and the pharmacy being in four different places, there should have been even more of that and developed over yeah, more time. That, yeah, that was the, definitely the beauty. You're the man I want. Explain yourself, sir. You're the only man here who could not be persuaded to join the hunting ritual. Ah, my natural indolence would not permit it. Your intelligence would not permit it. You suspected the whole tradition was invention from beginning to end, and here's the proof. Your annotations of the histories. Ah, mere fancy, sir. Notes for a fiction I had a mind to write. Hmm. The fiction of Castrovalva, a civilization evolving out of tribal warfare into an ideal community. It is a fiction. And the thing that confirms it... Well, sir. Oh, I know it. It's on the tip... It's on the tip of my mind. The books are 500 years old at least, but... The books are old, but they chronicle the rise of Castrovalva up to the present day. But the other thing is, how, how did we... Because I definitely remember, and I think probably about two or three times, because my memory has always been so bad, being shocked that the portrait was the master. Like, I don't know how it managed to creep up on me so many times. <laughs> but, but, like, even the first time is unbelievable because he just looks so like him. Like, how did that but happen to me? Can I let me tell you, in 1982, I was shocked. I didn't know it was the master. Yeah. So, you know. But, but now, I've I, I struggled to think of watching it for the first time and if you hadn't seen it and not knowing it was the master. But I love to think that it yeah. might happen to some people. I don't know. <laughs> oh honestly it's so brilliant in my head everything's just new and shocking yeah. <laughs> pretty much every time 
Can I just say something I, that I think that they should yeah. have included? And the Christopher H. Bidmead, being quite plotty, clever, should have thought about it instead of worrying about them wandering around the woods forever. And that is, yes. if it was all generated from Adric's mind, which is terrifying in many, on many levels, <laughs> but if Castrofalva was all the product of his mind, then wouldn't it have been good if Adric had given some clues in the architecture or in the people or in what they said that he had invented this world? That there should have been clues to that it was Adric. Do you know what I mean? It would have been lovely. Absolutely. But yeah, like I just so wholly unlikely. A, with the crapness of the plot lines at, at the time. And B, because Adric's so bloody annoying, he would never be that helpful. But yes, it would be. It would have been lovely. Yeah. Um, you should I, do like stories and stuff. I should do the stories and stuff. Um, what about the dialogue can i just draw attention to some dialogue which i just loved okay yeah um line i understand your natural puzzlement in the matter of our outdoor garments sir murgrave has devised a new religion he calls exercise and then the other guy says in pursuit of which beliefs he drives us to hunt animals in the wilds beyond the walls gorgeous lyrical dialogue that oh. is really lovely isn't it really lovely it is it I, and I like, even though it's kind of annoying because it's so false, I like that they're so rough with him at the beginning. Like, they're really kind of gruff and they they fulfil what you're expecting from mad people with big headdresses on. Yeah. Um, but it, it then it is quite annoying when you kind of, when you know they're actually such sweet creatures underneath you. Like, they would never be pushing him around. They'd instantly be taking their headdress off and saying, oh, sorry, didn't mean to scare you. Yeah, so exactly. that, yeah it just, it, it's good because it, again, sends you down the blind alley and you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting them to be so lovely. Mm. But yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's unbelievable just because they are such sweeties. Yeah. And there's a very sort of, definite Shakespearean tone and even the way they sort of you know when Shakespearean actors sell a joke on stage and it's kind of a bit corny the way they present them yeah. sometimes like um, like this one was there ever a man with such capacity to lose both his quarry and himself and then later on they say if we could cook your memories Ruther we would feast indeed and they've all got that sort of <laughs> it's like oh, okay I mean, I kind of, yeah, I like, like I like them on one level, but also they have that Shakespearean sort of, ah, you laugh at this moment, audience, sort of quality. Well, sirs, today has been a good adventure in the wilds beyond the walls, and a quarry worth the name. Fair kill. No, I have seen better. If we could cook your memories, Ruther. We should feast indeed. Have you seen, I love watching um, Bradley Walsh talking about Shakespeare. No. Have you seen him? No. Oh, he is furious. Oh, is he? Like, he, it's so good. He's just like, obviously, he loves being an actor. He loves plays. There's just so much that he, he's got passion there, but... When it comes to Shakespeare, he's just, he can't actually get his words out because he's really? so curious at how oh, really? shit Shakespeare is. How interesting. It's <laughs> yeah, really interesting. Yeah, I really enjoy it because he just, like, he loves Charles Dickens. Like, he just, he loves all of the things that make acting and being in, being that kind of an artist, I guess, who he is. But he, but I think he was just so upset by his school experiences of Shakespeare oh. and how it kind of excludes so many people and how yeah. it's just so... it And it isn't 
always funny. It isn't necessarily clever. It, yeah, okay, you can stand back and go, oh yeah, he's added so much to the world, but I don't need to personally enjoy it right now in any way, and in fact, I don't. And yeah, no, I, I definitely very much, I'm, I really like how vocally it is about it, because it makes it okay to not like Shakespeare. Right, and yeah. I've definitely, I fall asleep during Shakespeare. Okay. It just doesn't, doesn't. So what I've discovered is that it just really depends on the production. I mean, I've seen amazing productions of Anthony and Cleopatra and Much Ado About Nothing, and they were just so astonishing that we were just completely gripped when watching them. But then I've also seen awful Shakespeare that I've walked out of. So, you know, it really does depend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I love a passionate person. Yeah. What did you make of the music? I know you don't listen to music office. It just, it definitely... It made me think I was watching 80s Peter Davison. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that was the plan. But yeah, um, it just it, it is of that era so perfectly. It was that time. I remember us loving it and feeling like, like when you heard that music, it's like, it's that time of the day again. Yes. It's that time yeah. of the week. It's all, it's, it's special to yes. you because it, it just, it takes you back to that place of, of Doctor Who and just how, how wonderful it was for that half hour of your week to to be transported. So, yeah, no, it is lovely. Yeah. Um, it was by Paddy Kingsland, who also did Full Circle, which I also love the music for. I, I like Full Circle a little more, but it was, um, again, it, back to the... Um, I was surprised they didn't use Adric's theme more in the Castrovalva bit to give the clue about Adric again. I'm getting obsessed with a, a plot point. I should shut up now. But... Um, <laughs> but... Um, Yes, I, I did love the music and exactly what you said. And I think what I forget now is how joyful it was to, was to watch Doctor Who in 1982 and how it was such a special thing. But yeah. that was partly because Mum and Dad were finally back together after Dad leaving for eight months. So it was just at that moment yeah. he'd, he'd returned a month previously before Castrovalva. So if you sit it in that time... <laughs> so Castrovalva gave you the soundtrack to that joyful moment. Well, it was it was kind of well, it wasn't joyful because we'd been moved, exiled to North North no, North Northumberland. I imagine they were amazing. Yeah, the home of the Stotty. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but yeah, no relief. I'm guessing it was a relief thing, and we were in that little cottage, Rose Cottage, when we watched it. Oh, not not in Buscowan, so not in Buscowan. <laughs> I shouldn't. <make. laughs> but um, and we were watching watch it on a very small color TV. Um, but. That music was a soundtrack to an era, was it not? Mm, yes. It certainly was. So, I think we, we're almost at the end. Let's talk about the I'm end. There. What? Let's talk about the end. How do we feel about the ending of it? So, they've discovered it's a trap. Oh, a question for you. Shardavan, when, before he does his big chandelier leap, he says, You made us man of evil, but now we are free. Um, but didn't Adric make Castrovalva? Question. Under instruction. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You've just he wasn't, in, he wasn't in those two words. On his own. In those two words, you just cleared it all up for me. Thank you. <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine Adric coming up with that kind of a plot on his own? So oh, today God, no. I am going to. <laughs> no, you're not, Adric. You're going to play games in your room, aren't you? <laughs> but I love how Plotty McPlotterson's the master is here, in that he plots the Big Bang thing, and then after that he's like, "Oh, it's okay. I've got the Cast Revolver one up my sleeve as well." I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got a little second setup going on there. Yeah. yeah, you should have just tried harder with one of the plots, and then one of them might have worked. But yeah. There you go. Um, 
Yeah, that is quite cute. Um, I, I loved a tussle on a staircase. I do oh, I think... I found that quite horrific cute. back in the time. At the time, I was horrified by that. The squashing of really? it, the claustrophobia of the, do- the stones and the recursive occlusion and it all falling in on itself. Oh. I found that quite terrifying in 1982. I remember oh. that. Yeah. I think it's the fact that there was a couple of fully grown men in Spanish shoes being quite angry. <laughs> it's just so adorable. Like I cannot begin to to share the joy of seeing that. Like it's just yeah. can you think of any other experience you've had where there's been two kind of burly chaps looking quite aggressive, but the whole thing is tempered with ballet shoes. Like, <laughs> beautiful. I think we need. I think. I think we need more of that in our lives in yeah. twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna just have some on the steps and just invite people for arguments. I think. Burly, yeah. burly ballerinas. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yes. So That's I think what I got from it. I think we're at summation of recursive occlusion now. So Alex. Yeah. Please tell me, go first, what what do you think of, of Castrovalva in summary? Um, great that they've tried to give the lasses a bit of a lead role. Bugger that they effed it up so royally and just made them useless. Um, yay that you tried to come up with a bit of clever plot and that you created a beautiful place. Mm. But it really should have, that should have been... The four episode, yeah. it should have been more complex. Um, yeah, um, nice, good idea for Peter Davison to have been more comfortable in his role. I think you're starting to to see who he is a bit, like he's already being him, which was cute. Um, obviously, it's always going to be a letdown because he's not Tom Baker. <laughs> and I think everyone's always got to be like, oh, shit. Um, Peter Davison, gosh. Peter Davison can never fix that. Feel horrible for him, but you know that's just the way it is. Um, it was, yeah, it it was. It wasn't exactly an exciting. Yay! This is a whole new era of a new new doctor because you just couldn't completely remove yourself from the fact that Tom Baker, who has just given you so much joy for so many years, is gone. But you're like, okay, we're setting a new scene. I can I can see a whole new rhythm happening here, and there's there's a degree of positivity about what's to come. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. So um, yeah, my thoughts. I I think it's staggering that they started with this story. It's it's a staggering yeah. idea in the sense that today, for instance, you would never start a new Doctor with a story like this. Um, no. In the sense of it's it's very. Uh, what's the word? Just odd and not exciting enough. And I know you have the hydrogen inrush event one stuff at the end of episode one, but it doesn't relate to the rest of it. And it's just no. It's it's quite an odd decision to do this very lyrical, clever, mind bending recursive occlusion stuff. But really, it's it's not worked hard enough to work brilliantly. But just that, that that was the concept. Yes, this is the first story will be about that. It's just like, wow, okay. But um, I love how it looks. I love how it feels when we when we finally get there. Yeah. <laughs> I could just lose all the wheelchair zero cabinet crap in an instant. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah. Yeah, what that moment where they look through the telescope and see the zero cabinet, and I'm like, you see the women washing in the zero cabinet, and the first thing I'm thinking is, why is there no water and washing powder? And then they go, oh, that's where the zero cabinet is. And I'm like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to see. Like, it just, it really, really did not occur to me in the slightest. That whole bit was just bizarre. It's like, well, you're obviously just fake washing in a white thing. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It all just looks rubbish. But yes, that was odd. Yeah. So, um, I like it, um, but I didn't love it. I love the concepts, but I thought the execution in terms of the plot was lacking, although I thought the delivery in terms of design and costume was stunningly gorgeous. And mm. that really, if the plot came up to that, it would have been a yeah. gorgeous episode of Doctor Who that would be every one of everyone's favourites, just because if they'd done it for the full four episodes, wouldn't it have been amazing to have, pre- to, have to have Burly Ballerinas four episodes? Yes, please. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> if Odile Dix Moreau does not become a friend of the show after this, I don't know what we need to do, to be yeah. honest. Like, this is full on loving yeah. happening right here. A deal, a deal. Yeah. Call us, call us a deal. <laughs> oh. We're easy to contact. We're on all the social media channels. At you World are. Enough Pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I am. I'm just confused. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. So. Wonderful. I'm very glad we did this one. I think it's my turn to choose a doctor for next time and you to choose the story. Oh, God. Can oh. we, firstly... Yes, tell me. So we've got to do Hall, Hall, of, Hall of Fame. Of fame. Hall yeah. of Fame, sweetie. God, it's so. like you don't even care about the format. I'm oh, yeah. just really <laughs> no. yeah, feeling let down. Okay, so we've definitely got Michael Sheard. Murgrave. Uh, the Margrave. Murgrave. Margrave. Yes. Margrave. Mar- yes. Mar- Margaret, Dar- if you prefer. Mar- <laughs> Margaret. Like Margaret. Mar- um, Margaret, the pink ballerina. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, him. Yeah. Loved. Shardavan, um, black ballerina. Who doesn't love Shardavan? Yes. Yeah, good. Is that oh, it? actually, I've just realised they've got no supporting female characters, have they? That's terrible. They've just got washerwomen. That's so bad. Yeah, they're just um, washerwomen. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I must mention the Glendale <laughs> Coral business. Now, Glendale Coral acting is, in our house is known yeah. as the acting, because we used to be in operettas very briefly. It makes it sound terribly grand. We used to be in operettas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, City. You remember the days. <laughs> when yeah, we were in okay, operettas. We were in Gilbert and, <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan operettas in North Northumberland, which my mum went to, and then we kind of ended up going to some and being in them. I was a, the youngest yeoman of the guard in the history of yeoman of the guard. Um, you were amazing. Yeah, I was. Um, but um, that Glendale choral acting in our house is when people do that rhubarb acting to each other. And go, oh, yes, yeah. la, 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 la. And there was a moment outside yeah. the door when that was going on. It was Glendale choral to the T. It was brilliant. Anyway. It was. It was horrid. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Um, what was the name of the chap who has quite a high voice but quite likeable? I don't know. Was it Ruther? Was that the man with the orange bit on his head? Yeah, liked yeah. him. Yes. He was gorgeous. He was sweet. We like liked him. him. Yes. I think we should just make yeah. it between those three. He was kind of in a peach. Was yeah. he a peachy orange? What, do you mean that's because there's no other fucking character yes. so, <laughs> we'd be actually... scrabbling around for? angry guard in the yeah. first episode <laughs> i think yes the head of security he was horrible i think we just let's just call it black ballerina pink ballerina orange ballerina that's hard to say 
that's Laurie. Yeah, Laurie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Good. Good. Yes. Good. Good. All the ballerinas. Yes. Yes. That's it. it makes it quite a novel Hall of Fame. Yeah. No, I think we all know where your loyalties lie here. I'm interested to know if everyone else feels quite so yeah. passionate towards it. And if they don't, ballerina. if they don't, I hate them. Hate. You know, you'll be let down after yeah. Centauri. You'll always come back to her. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So, next doctor. Come on, come on. Okay. So, I'm going to say that we're going to travel back to the first doctor again. Oh, that actually, it's a relief. I thought you were going to say Patrick Troughton. So, that's, that's getting us somewhere better. Um, you know what? What? I'm oh, quite I'm scared. I'm quite me. scared. Yeah, I thought you might be. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm actually literally clenching my, no, my hand it. into a fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I feel like I might just be ducking out of and making a good choice here. No, no. Let, let, no. Well, so I'm just thinking of all of my happy memories yep. of watching the Daleks. The original? Yeah. Yes, yeah. why not? Cool. Okay. Cool. Yes. Good. Yes. I just. I do remember loving a bit of Dione and, <laughs> and that. And <laughs> All that. the other names, can't remember yeah. <laughs> them. Yeah, good. Wow, we are going back. Th- aren't we, though? So, but yeah, we'll let's be watching do that. that in New Zealand then. <gasps> oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Christy's definitely not watching that. I could barely get him to sit still for Castro Valva. <laughs> he ended up double screening. <gasps> so, yeah, yes, go <laughs> Rude. These Romanians, they can't get the staff. No, right. rubbish. Right. So we will return we've done. for the Daleks next time. Yes, we will. Wow. It'll be so damned good. Good work. Okay. Yes. So. Great. Thank you for listening, everyone. We do love that you listen. And please do tweet yes. us with your thoughts about yes. the episode, whether you enjoy what we say. Um, we would like some feedback. Just, yes. Just words. Yeah. Just say some words. At World Enough great. Pod. <gasps> what? Or what? Or like I just I just had a thought for something that would just make me personally really happy. If you could just reply with um, pictures of burly men with ballet shoes on we want, yourself. We want, I, I just I feel like <laughs> there's a lot of burly men. We want to bur- listen to this burly ballerina images. Yeah. Is that what we're actually asking people for? Well, <laughs> but on my I, I, it would be pref. Yeah, <laughs> like it would be preferable if it was just pictures of yourself in oh, right. a pair of ballet shoes. So can we right. ask people I, to I, dress as Castrovalvans? That's what we're trying to do. We're cos- yeah, cosplaying as really. Castrovalvans, but only if you're male. Yes, is that please. isn't that a bit yeah. sexist? No, it is quite sexist. But then if you're a lass, don't try and dress as an almost Dutch washerwoman. Make sure you don't shave your legs for a while yeah. and dress as a male in ballet shoes. Is that worse? I can't work it out. I don't know. I, I'm I just confused think by your requests. Okay. <laughs> but if you could do it looking slightly aggressive up some stairs, that would just okay. be Okay, so Castrovalvan cosplays, please, from people in photographic Thank form. You. We need to see a lot of you doing this, and it's going to be important to the future. It would be amazing. Yeah. Like, so... It really Good. would go beyond. Hooray. Thanks. Good. Right. So, it has been a pleasure to spend time looking back at Castro Valve with you. And um, I can't wait to be with you to watch the Daleks. Hooray! Yay! Party time! Until then, it's, yes. it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Oh! 
Yes, goodbye. Goodbye from me. See ya. See ya, bye. Bye. The doctor said something about null interfaces. I suppose it's some sort of neutral environment, an isolated space cut off from the rest of the universe. He should have told me that's what he wanted. I could have shown him Brisbane. Appropriately enough, this episode was edited in Brisbane, Australia, as I made my way to Alex in New Zealand. That's the trouble with regeneration. You never quite know what you're going to get.